about three weeks ago, uh, and I saw a speech by uh, Mohammed bin Salman, um, and Mohammed bin Salman, or Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, is the uh, head of government of Saudi Arabia. And he was giving a speech at uh, uh, the Gulf Cooperation Council, which is the association of all of the oil-producing countries uh, uh, um, that are part of the, um, uh, the neighbor uh, neighbors on the uh, Arabian Gulf. And uh, it was a very, very strong speech, and it was about uh, the great period of uh, prosperity uh, that was going to be, uh, be experienced by the region uh, in, uh, in the next five years. Uh, and th there was this very confident speech about this huge boom that was uh, coming uh, for all of them. And I was kind of puzzled by this, um, but uh, I got a little bit a better understanding uh, by looking at a presentation that had been done at the end of uh, January uh, by the executive director of the International Energy Agency, uh, whose name is Fatia Birol, um, who's been uh, the president, uh, has been the uh, executive director of uh, the International Energy Agency uh, for about, around about five years, has had enormous influence on it. Um, and he's an interesting guy himself. Uh, he's basically a Turkish guy who's made his way in a, uh, in a city of French bureaucracy, uh, which is some considerable achievement because uh, after many years, the French still won't let the Turks be members of the European Union. But anyway, um, uh, it was a wide-ranging speech and there were many issues uh, right out to 2050, but the ones, the part of it that I wanted to talk about was his view uh, of this year, uh, which explained a lot about why um, uh, Mohammed bin Salman was so optimistic. Firstly, he started by saying, now this is the end of January, uh, he started by saying that he expected that uh, Russian production would fall by a million barrels uh, this year. And that was uh, about three weeks before the, the uh, Russians announced uh, that they were going to reduce production by half a million barrels um, as a protest against uh, sanctions. Uh, the reason that uh, Fatih Burrell had given three weeks before uh, the Russian announcement, however, was completely different. Uh, he was uh, saying that the real problem was that uh, the uh, Russian oil fields were getting older and they'd lost a lot of their uh, maintenance technicians and they were no longer able to maintain them. So that they were forced to reduce their production by a million barrels a day. So that's, that's the first thing we know about uh, demand going forward. Uh, he th or about supply going forward. Um, he then said that he thought that uh, demand is growing and uh, that uh, we expected, or they expected, the IA expect demand to grow by uh, 2 million barrels uh, a day uh, uh, in calendar 2023. So we're already in a situation uh, where right now um, supply is pretty much equaling demand uh, in in the market, you've got a million barrels a day disappearing because of the Russians, and you've got two million barrels of additional demand, so you're short three million barrels uh, when you get to the second half of this year. So the question then is, where does that additional three million barrels of oil come from? Uh, 
So what he said in uh, a, um, a very diplomatic uh, discussion uh, was now demand is growing and uh, we think that 900,000 barrels a day will come from China. Uh, but that's, and the reason we know that is because jet fuel numbers in China are very, very strong. Um, and uh, so he said the combination of very str of strong demand and the possibility that supply growth will be not strong enough may mean that in the second half of this year we'll, we will see a tightness in the market unless, unless OPEC plus countries change their position. Whether they will or not be in a position to comfort the markets, there is a certain amount of spare capacity that they have not much, but it would be it would be enough. Now I looked into uh, uh, the data that was released uh, with the February report, uh, and I found that in total, uh, OPEC has uh, uh, three and a half million barrels a day of uh, spare capacity, and of that. Saudi Arabia has 1.83 million barrels a day of spare capacity, and the United Arab Emirates has 0 0.9 million barrels a day of spare capacity. So that adds up to 2.7 of the 2. Point, of the 3.5 million barrels a day. Um, so uh, where you get to in a situation, which is sort of it's not like normal modelling. You, you're in a situation where you know the that uh, the market is going to be three million barrels short, where is that three million barrels going to come from? And that entirely depends upon the decisions of really the two, two major producers of OPEC, whether or not they wish to supply. So the game is entirely under their control. And therefore, they can generate a price um, that uh, will give them five years of enormous prosperity, or they can supply the market. Uh, we won't know until the second half of the year. But it makes for a, a very interesting position where it's not necessarily predictable, but the game is entirely in the control of the, the Saudis and the Emirates. Um, and if they do what we would expect them to do, uh, uh, play it tough, we will have a very strong price move in the oil price in the second half of this year.